All right, we put the Viking hat on, which means we're officially ready to start. Uh, <laughs> you can see the Viking hat is a part of the uh, logo for National Novel Writing Month, and you'll find out why uh, in a little bit. So uh, my name is Cheryl Bundy. I'm a communications instructor here at the college. I teach creative writing. I teach COM 101 and 102. I teach film and lit. And uh, I'm going to just turn this over to Tish so she can introduce herself. Hey everyone, I am Tish Hayes, and I'm an information literacy librarian here, and um, love partnering with our comm faculty to do NaNoWriMo. Very excited about this event. Um, is there anything we want to say before we dive in? Just that today is really all about uh, helping you understand what it actually is, because uh, it might not seem obvious other than us telling you that there's a big word count we're trying to hit, uh, but we want to give you a little bit of information about the history of this and uh, what it means to actually do it, what are some ways to actually survive it, because it is quite hard. So we'll, we're going to do some activities, and we've got some games, and uh, we've got some food, and that's all part of this process as well. Uh, NaNoWriMo is a lot of fun. It is kind of like a big writing party, and that's the feeling we want to have as we proceed through all of our events. So, uh, so let's get started. We'll give you a little bit of context at first about uh, NaNoWriMo and kind of where it came from. So. NaNoWriMo had been on my radar for a while, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, so a long time ago, back in 1816, uh, an amazing literary work was created um, by Mary Shelley uh, called Frankenstein. So you all probably have heard of Frankenstein. It's this incredible literary work. And I think when we you know, consider literary works, we often are thinking of like someone you know, hiding away somewhere, doing this like solo, solitary writing, and really like, you know, thinking about things and being in that creative process. Um, so when I found out that uh, Frankenstein actually began as a kind of a game among four friends back in the day, um, so Byron, Shelley, both Mary Shelley and her husband, Percy Shelley, and Lord Byron's doctor were hanging out it was rainy, they were on vacation, there was nothing to do. So they started telling each other ghost stories. And those ghost stories turned into, for Mary Shelley, Frankenstein. Another novel came out of that ghost storytelling session as well, um, Vampire by Lord Byron's Doctor, less well known. Um, <laughs> but that's so cool to me, that like this amazing literary work was started by some friends telling stories to each other. And so NaNoWriMo kind of captures the same feeling. So back in 1999, um, Chris Batty, who is one of the founders of NaNoWriMo, was hanging out, kind of needed some kind of creative outlet, and so got 20 of his friends together to come to like hang out and write a novel um, over the course of a month. So they got together, they gave each other support. So throughout the entire month, all of them sat down and wrote novels. And although no great literary works came out of this particular event, <laughs> what did come out of it was an incredible movement. Uh, Chris Baby realized if he and his friends could get together and write novels over the course of a month, then anyone could do it. And so from that point on, they started you know, putting the word out. And the next year, they got um, 
more people to participate. I think it was in the hundreds. And then the year after that, it came to thousands. So and if we fast forward to now, uh, they've been doing this for about 20 years. And uh, really, we have participation in NaNoWriMo from all around the world. Uh, NaNoWriMo is an official nonprofit organization, too. Like, that's, there's something more formal about that structure. And uh, over 400,000 participants in just one year. Uh, and out of that process, actually, there have been uh, about 495 like legitimately published novels. Not self-published, but published novels. Uh, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, and a big part of this, too, is just 100% support. The whole idea of this is trying to provide support to people who are trying to do something that would seem almost impossible to do for most of us when you think about it. Uh, our lives are busy enough as it is, and then you always have this idea like, oh, it'd be neat if I could write a book. And, and, and it seems like an insurmountable object. And so it's this support structure and having, uh, having that be present that really helps push people to, get it, to actually get it done. So we wanted to explain a little bit, so what does it mean to, to actually do NaNoWriMo? And quite simply, uh, you have a goal. Uh, it's 50,000 words. Uh, that's a lot. And we're going to get to our stacks of paper in a minute to, to help you get a visual sense of what that might actually look like. Um, but, but yeah, basically it's a novel. Uh, people don't have to use it for a novel, by the way. Uh, there are lots of ways you can use NaNoWriMo to just pursue a writing goal. If you wanted to have a smaller word count, you could. Uh, if you wanted to write nonfiction, you could. <laughs> it's, it's really just um, plugging yourself into the community that is the important part, right? Because that will help you. Knowing that other people are trying to do writing every day too will help you get your writing done. But traditionally, when we talk about NaNoWriMo, we talk about a 50,000 word novel draft. Uh, so it begins on November 1st at 12.01 a.m. And uh, so it's very exciting. And basically throughout the month of November, you are working on your writing every day, or trying to, right? You're trying to plan this out and get it done. You write it in whatever software you would normally use, right? Uh, you're not submitting any of your work anywhere. It's just you and your writing. Uh, the structure comes into play with number three. Uh, pretty much every day, you try to log in your word counts. And so that's a kind of phrase we'll use a lot during this process, like log in your word counts. Uh, and you do that on nanorimo.org. Uh, you'd actually create an account there. And they have a nice visual system, uh, which is basically a little bar graph that charts your progress throughout the month. And it's, it's very motivating, right? It's, it urges you to get going and get your word counts in. So you basically go in and you type a number for the day. And then it'll update your little chart. Uh, what we want to do here at the college is have you log in your word counts with us as well, because we'd like to be able to report out that Moraine Valley generated X number of words in November. So we want to try to also get your word counts, and, and that would be on our Moraine Valley uh, NaNoWriMo site, which we'll show you in a little bit. Uh, and then number four, you know, you reach 50,000 words, you win. Uh, but it's really not a contest. Uh, but we use that language in the culture of NaNoWriMo because you should feel like a winner if you meet that goal. And in fact, uh, when you visit the website, you'll see their shop and they'll have a winner's t-shirt. So it'll say winner 2019. 
And, uh, and I have one of those winter shirts because I've done NaNoWriMo before and actually completed it at least once. And so, and I really wanted that winter shirt. And so I worked really hard to get it. Like it felt like a trophy, uh, but it is not a contest. You're not competing with other people, but you are trying to encourage them by generating your own word counts. So um, in addition, uh, and we've kind of emphasized this already, uh, NaNoWriMo is so much about the community aspect. So if you think, oh yeah, I'll do this NaNoWriMo, I'll just go home by myself and write my thing and I'm not gonna talk to anybody and I'll just log in my word counts and that's that. Uh, it's really, you're missing out on like all the fun. Uh, there are lots of uh, RIMOs, which we'll you know, refer to us as, uh, all over the state, uh, all over the country. And they have Facebook pages, and there are events, and there are ways to connect uh, socially with everybody. And so the whole point is to try to network with those people and get to know them, which sometimes goes against what uh, the traditional notion of a writer might seem to be, which is like this person just writing by themselves. So it ends up being a really great part of the process. So for us, what we're trying to do to support our writers here at the college, uh, we have, of course, our workshops. This first one is part of that. We have uh, workshops on plot and setting and using research coming up in the coming weeks, uh, next week and the week after. Uh, and then we have uh, a final workshop, which is uh, at the end of the month, which is really just a big push to uh, help people understand how to survive it, what are some tips and so on. Uh, we are officially a come right in location for NaNoWriMo, which means that we'll have some signs up here in the library, but throughout the month of November, like if you're on your break, if you're on your lunch, uh, if you're in between classes, you can come right in <laughs> to the library and work on your writing, work on your word counts, and uh, so we'll have spaces for you to do that. And uh, during November as well, as we really are busy writing, we'll have what are called write-ins, which are writing parties. And so we'll have a few of these during that month of November uh, over in the M building. And we'll have food, we'll have, we actually have lots of prizes. Uh, and mostly what it is is a room full of people writing, <laughs> which seems like not very exciting, but it's fun. And we'll be there to cheerlead and to shout out our word counts as we go. And it'll end up being kind of motivating and maybe a little crazy, uh, but that taps in a little bit to the culture of NaNoWriMo. Uh, and then there are lots of ways to actually network through nanorimo.org, and, uh, and we'll get into more of that uh, as we continue on and help you understand it. But that's the gist of it. So how do we want to do this? Do you want me to walk around and yeah, yeah, that seems good. So Cheryl's going to walk around these stacks of paper, and we want you to guess which stack represents the 50,000 words. So what stack of paper will you be producing? at the end of the month of November. <laughs> I know. Okay, we have a B, B C, C, D. So 
Okay, I've heard at least three Bs, two Cs. Show of hands for B. Please show of hands for three. Good. So C is correct. C is the right answer. So, so you know, and I, I wanted to bring in this one because um, you might assume like 50,000 words, but So in, in fact, 50,000 words is about the length of The Great Gatsby, okay? Which is a pretty slim novel, right? So yeah, definitely on the short end of, uh, of, of like a novel length work. But something so you can feel really proud about, you know, like at the end of November producing that, mm -hmm. I'm gonna feel really good. <laughs> yeah, and it's something where it's not easily attainable. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not way, way out there, but it's far enough out there where it's like, man, it really is a big deal to to get there, to get to that word count. So, and then this one, what are we gonna do? Uh, pass, we got the, a sheet to pass around. Okay. And I've got a pen. All right, so this other Jane, we're gonna pass around this jar and a sheet of paper, oh, whoops, where you can put your name and a guess, okay? And what we're trying to do is, you know, every day there's a certain number of words you have to produce, okay? And uh, can you just tell them what that number is? Yes, and then, yeah. So in order to get to 50,000 words by the end of November, you would have to write 'll right, so while you're passing that around and considering those um, m ms and how they relate to the words, um, I want to talk a little bit about why even bother committing to fifty thousand words. I mean you are all all are here, so I'm assuming that you're interested at least. Um, but this might be something that like will tip you over the edge and also something you can share with your friends and family about both why you might be doing it, but also why they might want to do it as well. so, I don't consider myself a writer. I don't think of myself that way, but I wanna do this challenge for all of the reasons up here. Um, so if you are someone who's been wanting to develop a writing habit, writing every day is gonna help you do that. Um, and I think about it the same way I think about running or anything, you know, if you wanna get better at something, you have to practice it. And the only way to do that is to develop a regular habit. So it'll get you into that practice. Um, it's also gonna really grow those time management skills. <laughs> so you have to balance a lot to get in the time to write that many words. And I think we all have a lot to balance. Um, but getting things done uh, sometimes requires that extra, extra step. Um, tapping into the creative feedback loop. I read someone, el someone else came up with this language and I loved it. Like once you start giving yourself permission to create and to think differently and to like write, 
it starts to fuel your creative process and those creative thoughts. And being tapped in with other writers who are doing the same thing and who are encouraging you like just grows that process. So it's a great time to really get out of whatever kind of habits you're in and, and tap into that creativity that is in all of us. Um, again, connecting with that community of writers, this is not something to accomplish alone. This is something that you can develop a whole community. There's a community that already exists. You might you know, find people to connect with that you didn't know before. Um, so this is a very supportive space to do this writing. And again, 50,000 words, especially for someone like me who doesn't think of myself as a writer, feels next to impossible. But I know that there is a structure here. I know that there's support here. And I know that at the end of the month, I'm gonna get it done. And that's amazing. Like that feeling of accomplishment, I think is absolutely worth doing this for. So these are some of the reasons that you can, you know, pull in your friends and family. And um, also if someone is asking you why you're doing this crazy thing, this might be some of the motivation that you've got. Cool. Okay, so if you're finding that you really are quite interested in doing this and wanting to move forward, there are, are a lot of things that really y you, you should do. Uh, one of the, the most important is probably the most scary because if you're talking about writing, I think sometimes we can feel apprehensive about, about that, about saying things like, I'm a writer. Uh, you might not feel like one. Uh, and so, so I think we can be nervous about that. But it's really important with this process that you actually tell people that you're going to do it. And I think that is the scariest part because when you announce that intention, uh, number one, it's you vocalizing that you have an interest in doing writing. Uh, number two, vocalizing that you want to meet this goal and what happens if you don't meet the goal, right? Uh, but if you don't tell people that you're going to do it, um, they won't be able to support you. And what becomes really important about surviving a month of trying to get at over 1,600 words a day is you need people to support you so that if it's time to make dinner and maybe you're the person who does the dinner, maybe that other person is going to do the dinner, <laughs> right, so that you can do your writing. Uh, or they'll know not to bother you <laughs> when you're trying to actually work on your word count. Uh, so there's lots of distractions. And so, so realistically, if you're going to do it, uh, you have to figure out ways to announce that intention and talk to the people that are m the biggest part of your lives uh, that would most likely cause you distractions, right? Uh, and November is kind of a difficult month for a lot of people. Uh, if you're my age, uh, Thanksgiving is an issue, <laughs> right? Uh, figuring out how to manage th that holiday uh, is complicated. Uh, that's a, a period of time where my kids are home a lot and it would be very hard for me to to meet my word counts. Uh, and then if I'm making Thanksgiving dinner, uh, that's another issue. It takes me time to plan it and prepare it and do all that stuff too. So, and that's just for me. Uh, everyone has their own things that are complicated. Uh, you might be a big uh, football fan. So like during November <laughs> on your weekends, you know, where are you gonna get your word counts from if you're watching the games, right? So it's like all these little things. Uh, so telling people, definitely important, because you've got to start building your support system so that you're ready to go on November 1st. Uh, number two, uh, this is also, I think, helpful. Like, where are you going to do your work? Uh, and do you need to set up something at home 
that's different from where you might, might normally do stuff. You know, if you're used to uh, using a laptop at the kitchen table and that's where you might check on your emails or do other quick things for your, your work or school, um, maybe this is gonna require a more isolated location so that you can get your word count met. So where is that going to be, and who's going to be allowed into that space, and and so on? Or it might be the case that you you need to go somewhere. Like you might come here uh, to our space, but maybe there are other locations that you have to think about. So like what is realistic for you? Um, another thing that becomes really important here is actually doing a time audit. And Tish is going to come around with a little activity for us. Probably nothing uh, unfamiliar here. It's basically a, a calendar. Uh, it's it's a, a, a plan of the week with all the times allotted. And there's time for you right now to just sort of think about your week, what times are going to be off limits for you in November to do writing. Where are we going to find our pockets of time? So we're going to give you a, a, a few minutes here to sort of just contemplate this and to start blocking out the hours that you know you're occupied and you won't be able to do writing and kind of what's left over, where is that going to come in? All right, so I know you're busy working on your time audit. You know, you can bring that home for homework <laughs> and keep working on that. Um, it is really an important part of it, like just trying to figure out, is there time you can dedicate so that you can schedule that in? Uh, for me, like I might be just getting up at five, you know, getting up before I need to do anything else, getting up early in the morning and, and working then. I tend to be a little bit sharper then <laughs> versus later in the day. Uh, and I just want to plug real quickly too, um, a little piece of technology that can help you when you're trying to do something like this where you've got to focus your attention and meet a goal. Uh, there are lots of apps that help you manage time. And my favorite app is called uh, Forest. And basically with Forest, um, you plant a tree <laughs> and you pick a time for your tree to grow. And it might be 90 minutes, it might be 60 minutes, it might be 25. And uh, what happens is that the timer begins and then you've got to get going and work on your stuff. And if you get distracted and touch your phone in any way, your tree dies. So, <laughs> and no one wants their tree to die. Uh, you end up creating a whole forest of all different kinds of trees. Uh, and it shows all the productivity happening. So it's, it's my favorite app. Uh, it's really just a spin on a Pomodoro timer, uh, which is another uh, name for these kinds of time management techniques of you know, working in a burst in a very focused way and then t giving yourself a break. So do check it out. Uh, it's, uh, it's my favorite of those kinds of apps and I'm always trying to, trying to find stuff like that to help me because it's so easy these days for us to get distracted. And when you're trying to get that word count in, you can't be distracted by the news or a need to check your, you know, your Insta feed. So like figuring out ways to, to curb that and be very disciplined is important. Um, so we gave you a quiz uh, at the very beginning here, uh, and if you filled it out, that's great. Uh, you don't have to do it now, but 
it's basically the concept that's important. In NaNoWriMo, uh, we use language like, are you a planner or a pantser? Meaning, <laughs> do you plan everything out uh, before November 1st so that you have an outline for your project? Or are you gonna just fly by the seat of your pants and come November 1st, sit down and see what happens? Uh, I, I think I'm kind of in the middle there. Uh, when I completed NaNoWriMo a couple years ago, I did some reading in preparation for this thing I was working on, for this novel draft, and, and I did some kind of sketchy planning, and, and, and mostly I just sort of let my characters do what they were gonna do, and, uh, and I was okay with that. You might not be okay with that. You might like to really know where you're going with this thing. So this quiz is a way of sort of seeing where you fall. Are you someone that really prefers to have a big plan? Are you somebody that's okay, you know, pantsing your way through uh, November? Because what you have to understand about NaNoWriMo is that at the end of the month, you may have achieved 50,000 words, but it's okay if, if 20,000 of those are garbage, okay? You, like, you have to be okay with that. The goal is to engage in the practice of writing and the habit of writing. It's not to come out the end of November with some kind of perfect draft of something. Okay, because the 50,000 words that you write will help you understand your project and your characters or whatever it is you're writing about. Uh, it's that process that is really important. So you have to give yourself permission to let yourself explore and a lot of the stuff you produce is gonna be great. Uh, it's really just trying to get the word count in to produce the amount of writing uh, and thinking you know, to get you to some well thought out piece. So again, I think that quiz can help you. And so uh, regardless of whether you're uh, you know, a hardcore planner or a hardcore pantser, we have lots of materials for you that should come in handy. Here, let me see here. Here we go. One of our resources uh, is our website. And you can find this pretty easily right off the library's homepage. Okay, there's a, a link to NaNoWriMo. And on our website, uh, we have our calendar of events, but we also have some wonderful resources that Tish put together. And it's all kinds of stuff from uh, links to pieces of NaNoWriMo's own website and parts of that website that would be really helpful to you. Uh, to other kinds of sources and videos that will either motivate you or help you work on developing a character or developing a plot. So it's really a whole host of information. And incidentally, uh, on NaNoWriMo's website, and this is on our website as well, there's a link to something NaNoWriMo is doing that's new this year. They have like a NaNoPrep 101 class. Uh, and it's just on your own. It's just a little packet of materials. And, I, and I'm gonna just pass this around because I printed it up. It's a big PDF file, but it's like worksheets and, um, and tips and strategies and essentially stuff that will help you, particularly if you're a planner and you really wanna have your mind wrapped around where you're going. So it's just a nice little uh, set of materials. And so that's something new that they've created this year and we wanted to, to at least pass that on. We have a few copies up here, so you're welcome to take one, uh, but you can easily find it online too. It's, it's, it's no big deal. Um, so that's one thing we have for you. 
Uh, of course, in addition to our website, NaNoWriMo has its own website, which they have just redesigned, literally. Like, it just happened, uh, like, a couple weeks ago. So, so it's, a, it's a nice new site. And this is ultimately what you'll have to do to participate in NaNoWriMo. You'll have to create an account on here. And, uh, and that allows you to kind of log in. And there's all kinds of badges. It's all gamified so that, you know, it, it's motivational things to help you get going and get your stuff done. Uh, but through the website, you can actually tap in to some of the greater um, structure of NaNoWriMo. In other words, you know, we're doing our little support system here, but there's a whole group of Chicago NaNoWriMo's and Naperville NaNoWriMo's. Like, there's a lot of regions where there are people who are volunteers who coordinate events for their regions. So, and we're just like a small little cog in that big piece of machinery. So, uh, so there's all kinds of stuff you can get tapped into by uh, getting on the site. So, and, and so uh, we wanted to make sure you knew about that. So it's just nanowrimo.org. Uh, NaNoWriMo also has a lot of books and I meant to bring those with me today. That's the one thing I forgot. But we do have these in the library, don't we? Yes, and they are e-books, so there's multiple ways you can check them out. And if you have any questions, of course, just ask me or any of the librarians. So these are all books written by, uh, like, the creators of NaNoWriMo. You know, Chris uh, Beatty wrote No Plot, No Problem. Grant Faulkner is the current director. He wrote the Pep Talks book. Ready, Set, Novel is just a nice, like, big workbook to help you plan everything out in your novel. It's really a nice book. So they're also cheap. Like, if you did want to buy them through Amazon or through NaNoWriMo, they don't cost a lot. Uh, but certainly, if you can get them electronically here, it's just another nice uh, resource. So really fantastic stuff to help you get through uh, the work. Uh, so we want to share a, uh, a little video here too, which offers some advice. Uh, and so you're going to see you're going to see the Viking hat, and you're going to see Grant Faulkner and a lot of the other people on staff at NaNoWriMo offering up their advice uh, for people who are uh, participating in this for the first or you know subsequent time. <laughs> okay. Okay, what's your name? My name is Rebecca. My name is Timothy Kim. My name is Tavia Stewart. I've been doing NaNoWriMo since 2002. In 2009. In high school. I first did NaNoWriMo in 1999, which was 178 years ago. I would tell myself to plan a bit more than I did. Don't just write your novel in a Word doc. Go to the site every day, if not multiple times a day, to update your word count. I didn't reach 50,000 words that, that year, and I would have if I just would have updated my word count. To not watch an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer with breakfast, and to just start writing instead. Find somebody to hold me accountable. Go with the flow of writing and to not get super bogged down in not knowing what was next. Coming up with excuses for not writing your novel, while a great way to flex my imagination is not a great way to actually finish a novel. <laughs> also, I didn't know the power of wearing a Viking helmet or any any headgear while writing. Trust the process, especially around week two when that whole draft starts to seem like a giant pile of crap that makes no sense whatsoever. Can't tell Chris Beatty I said this, but no plot actually 
is a problem. I know that if you just keep writing, the human imagination has an amazing ability to uh, make something that feels like an impossible mess start to feel reasonably coherent uh, and intentional. I tried to write some esoteric postmodern. Uh, when the going gets tough, just keep writing. It'll all make sense in the end. Story about planets who are personified. Sort of. One thing I would tell a much younger first-timer sushi is you finally found a place to be yourself. Welcome home. So that's cute, and there are some nice tips in that. Even though they might seem conflicting, you know, certain tips are going to appeal to you. Uh, whether you feel like, you know, maybe I do want to be really organized about this and plan as much as possible, or I just want to kind of see where this takes me. Uh, so we do want to talk about why the Viking hat, uh, why the Viking helmet, and uh, the the real uh, any guesses actually. <laughs> yeah, Brian. It is kind of empowering. <laughs> I do like wearing this helmet. Um, the real reason uh, when Chris Beatty started uh, doing NaNoWriMo, he needed a way to signal to people that he was writing and that he shouldn't be bothered. And so the helmet is powerful in that way. But again, like if you're going to tell people that you're going to do this and you say, when I'm wearing this hat, leave me alone, right? Uh, so so your, your challenge is to figure out what are you going to wear or is there something that you can put in your space that would communicate, I'm doing my writing right now, right? You don't have to wear a Viking helmet, but there might be some other hat or a scarf or maybe it's just a certain coffee cup that you're going to put out. Maybe you're going to put a do not disturb sign somewhere. Uh, and that has to be respected, right? So like having conversation with your support people so that they know... <laughs> Uh, this is important to you, and this is going to be my symbol for me at work. Okay, so so I think it's actually really cool. It's it's funny, uh, but I think it's actually really cool too. So just to give you a little to do list here, uh, it would be helpful to get going and create an account at nanorimo.org. That's helpful. At least you can take a look at what the site looks like. Okay. One of the things that you do to earn a badge on that site initially is to announce your project, right? To like create that name of it and at least say something about it if you want. Uh, you can attend our workshops and events. We've told you how to get that information. Uh, we've told you already about the Nano Prep 101 workshop. NanoRimo also has a blog. Uh, and so that content is also right now really geared towards getting you ready for November. They're all, all over social media, and all of these posts are similarly helpful. Uh, right now, there's a lot of um, little badges and things for you to put on your own social media and website. Like, every year, they do a new graphic design for NaNoWriMo, and so now it, you can get a little badge that says, you know, NaNoWriMo 2019 writer, right? It's a thing you can stick out on your own social media feeds. Uh, it's a way to claim that you're going to do this activity. So there's all of this material out there for you. 
And then finally, just a reminder, you know, if you look at our calendar of events, uh, at the end of the month, we are doing our big kickoff party. We're going to have cake. We're going to have refreshments. Uh, it is the day before Halloween, so if you want to dress up as your favorite literary character, that would be fun. Uh, it's October 30th, noon to 1 in the library. And if you need to reach out to us and ask us stuff, uh, you can do that here. But I think our next workshop is next week. It's in the evening. And uh, we've got Ann Webb and Erica Deiters, and they're going to be doing a workshop on research and how to use that in planning your piece and uh, setting, right? Figuring out how to build the world of your story. Uh, and then the week after that, uh, Mike McGuire and I are doing a workshop on, uh, on plot and character. And uh, so we'll have all that stuff for you, too, and we'll have refreshments. So if you have any questions, please come on up and talk to us. Uh, we've got Rice Krispie treats and stuff to drink. And I do have uh, extra copies of this Nano Prep 101. You're welcome to take it. Okay? So thank you for coming. We hope you're going to do NaNoWriMo. We're excited to hear about your project. So, And I do want to announce the winner of our M&M Challenge. So again, you need to write 1,667 words per day throughout November to reach that 50,000. So the challenge was to like decide how many more or less M&Ms are in here than those 1,667 words. So there's a total of 1,975 M&Ms in this 62-ounce <laughs> container. Um, and Brian Faster? Foster? Brian Foster is the winner. Uh, he guessed plus 250. Uh, Tara, you were second with plus 371. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but congratulations, Brian. Um, it, I found it online. <laughs> I did not touch every M&M, so it is safe to eat. <laughs> Any quick questions here right off the bat? Yeah, yeah, that was the whole thing. We go, and, and again, like all our events, we've got prizes. We're going to have NaNoWriMo uh, official merchandise. We've got some other cool giveaways uh, throughout our process here. So we're very excited. Uh, but again, feel free to come on up and talk to us and grab some snacks. And we hope to see you at our other workshops. So thanks for being here. <laughs>